Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, March 15th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio. Beantown Athletics is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. And even though the NFL season is over, you can still use my promo code for NBA, NHL, and even PGA Tour contests. That's right. Even golf and the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill has begun. If you missed the cut, Meaning, if you didn't put in a golf lineup by Thursday morning to make it into this tournament, the Arnold Palmer Invitational on DraftKings, well, I got good news for you. Because DraftKings has a contest called Weekend Golf, and you can get involved for free. Play for free with my promo code, PIC. That's P-I-C. Here's how it works. You know who makes the cut by Friday afternoon, Friday evening. So on Friday afternoon, Friday evening, you go to DraftKings.com, and you go to the DraftKings app, and you go to Weekend Golf. Go to the Weekend PGA 30K Birdie Contest, and you pick six golfers by Saturday at 6 a.m. You know the guys who made the cut. You pick from those guys. Again, six golfers by Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. $30,000 in total prizes up for grabs, and you can play for free with your first deposit at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app with my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. Again, promo code PICK, P. I see at DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, March 15th, as we head into St. Patrick's Day weekend. It's a couple days early, but I should tell you, happy St. Patrick's Day a few days early. Um, You know it's a big day for me. In South Boston, we have the St. Patrick's Day parade, which is always somehow in the headlines. Always in the headlines. And uh, this year, I thought, was the first year in a little bit that it wasn't going to be in the headlines. Oh, stupid me. How how could I be so stupid to think that the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Celtic would not somehow make headlines? Now, in the past, it has made some headlines, and I actually think that people had the right to know. You know, you had some knuckleheads who were trying to prevent certain groups from marching in the parade, and I always looked at it. Like, why are we trying to prevent people from marching in a parade? It's a fucking parade. Why why are you putting your foot down on certain people who can and cannot march? It's a parade. Who cares who marches in the parade? But for those reasons, because of a couple knuckleheads that try to put their foot down on some of that stuff, the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Southie has, has always made the news, has always made headlines, where it's really just the St. Patrick's Day Parade, at least... That's what it should be. And, you know, I thought as of a couple days ago that, hey, you know what? It's pretty quiet around these pots heading into the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Not going to make headlines this year for once. Finally. Good. And uh, I was wrong because now people are bitching and moaning about the route. Look, the parade has this route where it goes down Broadway, then cuts through the community a little bit instead of just going all the way down Broadway, the entire parade. And uh, we got some snow. We had a big storm. And because of the storm, there's a lot of snow. And Mayor Marty Walsh 
he came out and said the parade route is going to be shortened. So it's not going to cut through the neighborhood as much. It's going to be a shortened route, if you want to call it that. I'm putting the word shortened in air quotes with my fingers. But it's going to go, it's basically just going to stay Broadway the whole way. Now, I think that that's the way it should be anyways. I think that's the way, that's the route the parade should have. This isn't the first time the parade route has been shortened. And I don't know if people who are putting up a stink about this know this or not, but the St. Patrick's Day Parade in South Boston has been shortened before. It's, it, it's been just on Broadway before. I get it, the original route, the route that I'm used to growing up as a kid in Southie my entire life. I, I remember the route being a certain way, cutting through the neighborhood. I actually marched in the parade before with Nick Collins, good friend of mine who's running for state senate right now. But when he was running for state representative... You know, me and a bunch of my, he had me and a bunch of my friends, we all marched with him um, for South Boston Youth Hockey back in the day I marched before. So I, I know the route. I understand the original route. But because of the situation with the snow, and you know what? You can take snow out of it. Me personally, I just think in general the parade should strictly be on Broadway. West Broadway, through East Broadway, down to Farragut Park. That should be it. That should it should be a straight a straight line up Broadway, West Broadway to East Broadway. Boom, it's over. Now, if you ask me, I don't even want the parade anymore because it's it's something that it it never used to be. Like now, the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Selfie is a complete circus shit show with a bunch of zombies running around who aren't even gonna stay the night. I mean, there are people that now just come in busloads and get out with their solo cups and their bush lights and their backpacks. Like, this is now taking on a, a, a whole... The St. Patrick's Day Parade in Southie is now a, a whole different experience. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. People used to always get shit-faced and drink beer in the red solo cups on the street, on Broadway, you know, down the other streets. It went, don't get me wrong. We all used to get, get drunk on St. Patrick's Day in Southie, on Parade Day in Southie. But now it's just, it's different. It has a different feel. The whole neighborhood has a different feel. To the point where it's such a circus. It is such a disaster. There are so many zombies walking around that aren't even from the neighborhood. That's not what it used to be. And now that it has become this circus, I know a lot of people, and I'm one of them. I know a lot of people who are born and raised Southie, or OFS, if that's what you're going to call us, originally from Southie. I'm one of the people, and there are others that I talk to, that don't even want the parade to go down anymore. If you want to do a day maybe on Broadway where all the bars have a, a special, you know, day where maybe they're, I don't know, they're selling some drinks outside of the bar. I have no idea what you want to do. Maybe a, a festival of some sort, like the Southie Street Festival. You know, take a whole block and, and have the party in there, have a block party, fine. But the parade, to me, has become such, just such a shit show and such a circus that, I don't even want the parade anymore, and I know some other people who feel the same exact way. There are people today that are out there arguing about the route. I mean, my reaction to that is get a fucking life. That's real. That's what you're going to cause a stink over? That is what you're going to be bitching about? The route? I read a letter on Twitter where I'm like, is this even real? Like, I don't even know if it's real. If it's a real, is it a joke? And... It kind of has the tone like that letter's speaking for... And the letter's taking a shot at Marty Walsh saying, well, the parade route needs you know, needs to be go back to the original route. Well, I get news to the person who wrote that letter. It, 
the parade route has been shortened before. This isn't the first time this is going to happen. And, um, it's, it's not a, you're not exactly ruining the parade either. You're just keeping it on a main road for crying out loud. What do you, compl- I don't understand why you would complain about this, but since there are people complaining about it, I read the letter. I'm like, is this even a real letter? Like, is somebody really worked up about this? But the letter, it, it, it comes off. It has this tone, like it's speaking for everybody in Southie and it's not. It's not, and I think the person who wrote this letter is either trying to get involved in the political scene, make a name for himself, but if he is and he's trying to be the voice of the neighborhood, the voice of South Boston, well, you got to talk to some more people. you got to talk to the people who don't even want the fucking parade anymore. And you're trying to just get it back to the original route. Uh, stop. Enough. What? Like, this parade finally wasn't making headlines, and now you're making headlines. I kind of blame Twitter because... You know, somebody says something about the parade or Southie and everybody starts retweeting it and people who think they have a voice that's larger than they actually have, well, they they tweet it out and they get some other people to notice and then it becomes a whole big thing and now everybody's complaining about the parade route. Who gives a shit about the parade route? Enough! For once, I thought the parade wasn't going to make any headlines. And this is what you're going to complain about? I don't even want the fucking thing. So... I look at St. Patrick's Day weekend now, a parade weekend, and I'm like, I can't wait till Monday comes. I can't wait till it is Monday, the day after the parade. Can't wait. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's always an interesting weekend. And I will be down at Ellen Broadway with the boys here from Beantown Athletics. They will once again have a little pop-up shop on Ellen Broadway where the old Bailey's coffee shop used to be. So, uh, poke your head in there, buy a couple t-shirts, support Beantown Athletics. They don't have any bathrooms in there. They don't sell cigarettes and, uh, there's, they're not selling alcohol. So uh, there are a lot of people la- last year who was stopping by like, oh, you got a bathroom? Like, oh, can I get a refill? Or you, know, you got any cigarettes? No, there's none of that shit. All right. Keep it moving. Buy a t-shirt or keep it moving. Say hello or keep it moving. But, um, it's funny. Like last year I'm standing there and I'm... I think I knew two people that walked by me. Back in the day, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, you knew every... I mean, it's like you walk up and down the streets, you knew everybody. Now you don't know anyone. It's just... It's a different... It's a different vibe. It's a different parade. It's a different type of event. And I could care less if they have it anymore. I really... Honestly, just don't care. Uh, And the fact that people would care to write a letter and create a scene and create news and put the parade back in the headlines by complaining about the route. Just embarrassing. Like, I... Honestly, I... I it's, you're embarrassing yourself, to be honest. Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, stop. They, they shortened the parade route. They didn't say, hey, you know, we're, we're going from West Broadway. We're only keeping it on West Broadway, so everybody has to pile down to West Broadway. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. But they're not saying that. They're going to come all the way up East Broadway. All right? It's, it, everything's going to be fine. Stop complaining about the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Southie. Though, the one thing I will say is, you people who have moved here who are complaining, they, I guess we've rubbed off on them. Like, all our complaints about everything. <laughs> we, we've rubbed off on... Now, you know, even yuppies are coming in and complaining about the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So, uh, maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's our fault at the end of the day. But, um... Whatever makes for an interesting weekend. It's going to be an interesting weekend in the world of sports. You got the NCAA tournament that has begun today. 
You have the, like I told you in the DraftKings read, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Tiger Woods already making some news for some of the shots that he's hit in this tournament. And so there's your competition for the weekend. The NCAA tournament is competing with Tiger Woods. And and if you ask me, if Tiger Woods is in contention on Saturday and Sunday, they're going to win the ratings. Golf is going to beat March Madness. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I will say this about March Madness, the NCAA tournament. This is the first year in a long time, in a long time, that I do not have a bracket. I did pick a bracket. Hear me out. We were going to have a little pool here at Beantown Athletics, and it just didn't, It for whatever reason, you know, we had the snowstorm. I think some people got uh, sidetracked and, you know, people trying to get caught up with some work that they missed because of the snowstorm. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm with you. But uh, I, we didn't have a bracket here at Beantown Athletics. So for my show, we didn't put together a bracket for everybody to get involved in. But I was still filling one out today. I was literally on Yahoo. I was filling it out online. This is what I get for not taking the, uh, the old school approach, grabbing a pen, printing a bracket out, and getting a highlighter and running through the tournament by, by highlighting my winners and Xing out my losers. This is what I get for not going old school. I went to Yahoo.com. This isn't the first time I've gone to Yahoo.com to fill up my bracket, but I went. I filled out my bracket every game, put a little thought into it, as much thought as I can for somebody that did not pay all that much attention to college basketball this year. And I finished the bracket. I picked my winner. I picked the score of the national championship game. And then it said, all right, now you have to sign in. And I play fantasy football on Yahoo. So I went, I signed in, get back to my bracket. It's empty. It's empty. My bracket was erased. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. There's nothing even on the line here for me. Did they expect me to go through and do my bracket again? Wrong. Didn't do it. So Yahoo, figure out your website. You erase my bracket just because I wasn't signed in. I thought I was already signed in. It's one of those websites where when you go back to it, you're usually always in, logged in, right? And I I go to it a a fair amount because I play fantasy sports. So it's like, why wouldn't I be signed in? And since you let me pick the bracket, I just assumed, well, either I didn't need to sign in to pick a bracket or I was already signed in. And then when you make me sign in, you delete my bracket. You think I'm going to sit there and do it again? I don't have that much interest in it. Even if even if there was something up for grabs, I don't have that much interest in it this year. And I'll tell you why in a second. I'll t- I think it's the Patriots. It's what's going on with the New England Patriots. And I'll get to the Patriots in just a moment. But I'm filling out my bracket. It gets deleted. And I, I didn't go back and do it again. But I do remember my final four. So I'll give you that. Number one seed, Virginia. Over number two seed, North Carolina. Then on the other side of the bracket, number two seeded Duke over number one seed Villanova. And my national championship game, Virginia over Duke with a score of 68 to 62. And you know what's going to happen. This is the year that there's no money involved. This is the one year, the first year in a long time that I'm not in any March Madness pool. So you know what's going to happen? The national championship is going to be Virginia over Duke, and the score is going to be 68 to 62. <laughs> it's going to happen this year because I have no money on it, and I can't win anything. And, and I'm finally going to get it right. And now this is the time when I don't have any money on it. But, uh, again, my interest, I'm, I'm not all in on the NCAA tournament this year. And even if Tiger Woods is competing Saturday, Sunday, I'm not all in on Tiger Woods and 
the early golf tournaments this year. A lot of eyes are going to be glued to those things this weekend. Don't get me wrong. But me personally, the the thing that's stealing the show from those two events, and I'll call them the uh, I'll call those things events. They are events. Tiger Woods now on Sunday is an event if he's if he's in competition for the championship. He's you know if he is contending on Sunday, Tiger Woods he's wearing the red. The, the Sunday Red, he's in contention. That is an event. NCAA tournament, obviously an event. But here in New England, here in Boston, we have a lot of focus on what is going on with the New England Patriots, and that is the main theme of the show today. That is the number one story in the sports world, in in my opinion, in this town. And and really, it's just taken my full my full attention to the point where I'm not that interested in anything else that's going on because I want to know what the Patriots are doing. NFL free agency has begun. I told you on Monday's podcast, I reacted to the Patriots not signing Richard Sherman. I told you that ego's got in the way, not just Bill Belichick's ego, but also Richard Sherman's ego because Sherman said, you know, he didn't talk to the Patriots, but there are reports that he wanted to talk to the Patriots. He tweeted out that he can only talk to the teams that reach out to him, meaning that his ego got in the way of him being a good agent. Richard Sherman was trying to play the role of the agent. He worked out his own deal with San Francisco, his own three-year contract. I, you know, the deal itself wasn't very good when it comes to guaranteed money. It's basically an incentive-based contract. It's a team-friendly deal, so that's one thing. When you look at all the money that's being dished out, Sherman didn't do a good good job with the money he got in his contract, one. Two, he didn't do a good job contacting teams. If Sherman had an agent, they would have contacted the Patriots. And I don't know why the Patriots wouldn't be interested at that point. Now, I'm not taking Belichick off the hook. I'm, I'm not saying he's not to blame. His ego's not to blame. It is. But if Sherman had an agent, or if he wasn't a bad agent for himself... His camp, whoever's in his camp, would have reached out to the Patriots. A team that, at the time, was rumored to lose Malcolm Butler, and as we know, has lost Malcolm Butler, and I'll get to that in a second. But that's what I told you on Monday. No Richard Sherman. I think their egos got in the way. Belichick and Sherman's ego. And then Aqib Tlaib was traded to the Rams. And so... We were just sort of all week sitting back waiting what's going to happen. The new league year begins on Wednesday. It began this past Wednesday. And so now we're in a new league year for the NFL. Free agency has begun. And before even free agency became official, moves were made. And the Patriots lost several key pieces to the puzzle. Malcolm Butler goes to the Tennessee Titans. Deion Lewis goes to the Tennessee Titans. Danny Amendola goes to the Miami Dolphins. And Nate Solder goes to the New York Giants. And it has left a lot of people here in New England with a sour taste in their mouth. Because that's a lot of key pieces. That's a lot of big names. Those are a lot of impact. That's a lot of impact players that are going to other teams just with the, you know, the signing of a check. And... It has some people wondering, they weren't going to keep any of those four guys? And and you know what? I won't lie to you. If you told me last week that the Patriots are going to lose Butler, Lewis, Amendola, and Solda to free agency before free agency even began, or forget about when. If you told me the Patriots are going to lose those four guys, Butler, Lewis, Amendola, and Solda, at all this offseason, all of them, 
I would have told you, no, they keep at least one of those four guys. I would have told you they keep at least one. And if you ask me which one of those four they keep, I'd say they probably hold on to Nate Solder. I'd say they probably hold on to Solder. Now, Solder got big money with the Giants. They got huge money with the Giants. And, yeah, again, panic has set in with some people. Some people have hit the panic button. And uh, I won't lie to you, like, it, this isn't the type of change that I wanted to see. It isn't. And, and in the heat of the moment, like, initially, when this stuff all goes down earlier this week, I'm with everybody else. I'm sitting there going, oh, I didn't want to lose all these guys. Like, I didn't want Amendola going to Miami. I didn't want Nate Sold to go in the Giants. You, you had a feeling Butler was gone, so that's tough to hold on to and keep holding on to. And the Deion Lewis thing, I think we all had a feeling he was gone too. So that's a tough one to hold on to. But Amendola sold. You're sitting there combined with losing Butler and Lewis. You're like, you're going to lose all four of these guys? What's going on right now? And on top of it, you get all the other bullshit that's happening. And what do I mean by bullshit? I mean social media. Players tweeting. Players commenting on Instagram. Tom Brady's little Tom vs. Time Facebook documentary. Uh, Tom Brady was on the Colbert Report or whatever that, the late night with Stephen Colbert now on CBS, which, by the way, his show on Comedy Central is much better than the show he has now. Can we agree to that? I actually was a big Colbert fan on Comedy Central. Uh, Not on CBS. I have a tough time with that show. And I had a tough time with that Brady interview with Colbert. And I'll get to that stuff in a second. But just overall, all the things that are happening surrounding this New England Patriots team is still in the spotlight away from the other things that are going on, the other exciting things that are going on in the world of sports, like the NCAA tournament. And now Tiger Woods contending on Sundays. Right? People saying Tiger, Tiger Woods is back. I'm not there yet. Again, it's good that he's contending. It's a step in the right direction. But keep contending and actually win a tournament. And I'll consider you back. And you know what? Stick around for an entire year before getting injured. But I'm not able to really put my full attention on those things because what's going on right now with the New England Patriots is it's a little wacky. And it's not just wacky because of the guys they're losing in free agency. It's also wacky because it's a combination of that with players speaking out in cryptic ways. And it is cryptic. It's not like Brady went on Stephen Colbert and said, you know what, I'm unhappy with the way things are going. It's not as if Rob Gronkowski is going on Sports Talk Radio in Boston and he's saying, you know what, I'm unhappy with my contract. Or I'm I'm unhappy with the things that Belichick won't let me do in my free time in the offseason. Like, I'm unhappy with the way they want me to work out. Right? Like, nobody's speaking out like that. And that's why I say cryptic. They're doing it in the form of Twitter. They're doing it in the form of Instagram. They're doing it in the form of holding off on the final episode of a Facebook documentary so you can put some things, certain things in there to send a message home publicly and in a way to to the team. And I'm talking about Tom vs. Time. And I'm talking about the final episode. And I'm talking about things that were said and done and edited in that piece, in that final episode, that there's no question. Look, as somebody who, as somebody who is currently producing 
directing and editing a YouTube series called 363 Off the Air. And I, I put the video out on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And they will this will be launching very soon. So go subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. For somebody who is in the midst of that and has gone through that before, you know, with my other YouTube stuff. You absolutely, you absolutely do things, say things, edit it in a way. If you have a message to send, you can send it. So that's a real thing. Brady is no question, without question, he's sending a message to the Patriots. Just with the things that he's doing there. There's no question he is. It shouldn't even be up for debate. I'm telling you, as somebody who is currently working on a YouTube video series, there are things that we are doing to incorporate messages that will be sent. Okay? Absolutely. 110%. That's what Brady's doing. That's what he's doing there. That's what Gronk is doing on social media, as well as some players when they're commenting on certain stuff. And I look, I don't want to get to a point where we're looking at social media and we're using that to try to come up with the facts and all the facts. I don't want to I don't want to go there. Like I don't think we should be doing that. But there does come a certain point in time where we don't have a choice. We can't ignore it anymore, right? And that's when I start to put it on the players. And when I break this thing down for what it actually is, like if you want me to break it, take away the cryptic stuff. And let's just get to the, you lose Butler, he goes and signs a big contract with Tennessee. You lose Lewis to the Titans. You lose Amendola, he signs a contract with Miami that you weren't going to pay him. You lose Solder to a big contract with the Giants. You lose the, these four guys. I told you, if you told me a week, week ago that you were going to lose all four, I would have said, no, they, they keep at least one. But if we're just going to talk about losing those four guys to the contracts that they ended up getting in free agency, and we're going to talk about what goes on with the New England Patriots. Yep, I'm going to reference the Patriot way. I have to because it works. And it's worked. If we're going to take it for what it is, without the cryptic stuff, and just the moves, and the guys leaving, the Patriots losing these four guys, at the beginning of free agency, we're just going to take that for what it is. I have to look at it, and I have to think, business as usual. It's... That's what it is. It's business as usual. Bill Belichick puts a a price on everybody. Everybody is worth something. If you can go out and get more than what he thinks you're worth, then you're going to go get it. You're going to go. Thank you for what you've done. Turn in your playbook. See you later. Now, you know, I think there are certain players that he's not going to do that with, like, Obviously not with Brady. I don't think he's going to do that with Gronk. You know, they didn't do that with Josh McDaniels. They kept him. I think there's a couple exceptions. But for the most part, you know, when if we're going to if we're going to get all emotional and sentimental about the players that the Patriots have have lost, whether it's to free agency or trades, because I've been there with you. And I'm even there with you with the four guys that Left this week. You know, you in the heat of the moment, the initial reaction is you get emotional, you get sentimental, you say, oh, how could you lose these guys? They were such key pieces. I could go back throughout Bill Belichick's entire tenure with the Patriots of guys that he's released, guys that he didn't sign, guys that he traded away, guys that he basically moved on from, that the Patriots moved on from, 
I could come up with a list, and that list would be a Pro Bowl caliber list, and I could be here for a while. It would be a Pro Bowl caliber list. It'd be a long list. It'd be a nostalgic list. But I could look at that list, and I could go back and say, you know what? I felt the same way mostly every time about those plays. I didn't want them to leave. I did not want them to leave, or I did not want the Patriots to trade them. I did not want Bill Belichick to move on from these guys. There were a lot of players I felt that way about. And yet, each and every time, when I feel that way, you know, I wrote a column in the Boston Metro this week, and I talked about how I felt those times. And basically, it feels right now like it's a rinse and repeat process. It's the rejection of losing a player you like, of wanting him to be around, the rejection of not having him around anymore and knowing that you're not going to have him around anymore. Then there's the acceptance that you're not going to have him around. So there's the rejection. Then there's the acceptance. And then there's the moving forward. And when you move forward, we move forward to sort of predict who the Patriots' opponent's going to be in the AFC Championship that next year. That, that's the rinse and repeat process. It's rejection, it's acceptance, and then it's moving forward to predicting who the Patriots' opponent is going to be in the AFC Championship, regardless of what you had lost previously that you were initially rejecting at the time. Much like right now, we are rejecting the fact that the Patriots just lost four key pieces. And like I told you a week ago, I would not have believed they'd lose all four. I, I I thought they would have had at least one of these guys back, but that's not the case. And because it's not the case, combined with the cryptic stuff, there's a weird feeling in this town. And I'm getting that feeling with you. There's no question about it, I'm getting that feeling with you. But if you take the cryptic stuff out for a minute, and you want me to break this down for what it is, losing these four players this week, I will tell you, this is just business as usual from the New England Patriots. That's it. It is business as usual for the Patriots. Business as usual for Bill Belichick. I think people forget where Malcolm Butler came from. Malcolm Butler... The reason Malcolm Butler is going to go down as one of the most grateful human beings and thankful for what Bill Belichick did for him, rather than bitch and moan about not playing in that Super Bowl the rest of his life, Malcolm Butler is going to be thankful more than anything because if not for Bill Belichick, Butler wouldn't even be in the league. He would be bagging groceries. In fact, he was bagging groceries. Bill Belichick said, you know what? Come play for us. Come be a hero. Come be a legend. And that's exactly what happened. He's a Super Bowl hero. He's a Super Bowl legend. But don't forget about where Butler came from. He was an undrafted free agent. Nobody wanted him. Belichick turned water into wine. That's as close as you're going to come to turning water into wine in the National fucking Football League. And, And Belichick did it. But Malcolm Butler... You know, has a couple years, Pro Bowl caliber. You remember the Super Bowl play. Don't get me wrong. I'll always be grateful. And and I will love Malcolm Butler for that Super Bowl play. But don't forget that Bill Belichick picked him up off the street. So are you telling me he can't pick somebody else up off the street that can help them win another Super Bowl? 
I, I don't know how you could say that. I don't know how you could feel that way. And I'm not trying to disrespect Malcolm Butler or kick him while he's on the way out the door. But the facts, are, uh, the facts of the matter is this. The Patriots, they run a business a certain way. And it's been successful. More often than not. More often than not, it's been successful. So why should they get away from that business right now? Why, why should they do that? What's the reason behind it? If, they, if Bill Belichick can take a kid like Butler off the street, turn him into this type of player, where he gets that type of contract with the Titans, helps him win a Super Bowl, what, what, makes, you, what makes you think they should stop doing that? I don't, I don't get it. So business as usual. Deion Lewis, they took a flyer on him. You know what? Helped him out a little bit. All right. Thank you. Good luck in Tennessee. As much as it pains me to say it, Danny Amendola is a similar type of guy. Danny Amendola comes here after the Welka stuff. It's like, oh, how is anybody going to be able to replace Wes Welka? Replaced. And replace is a strong word. I get it. But you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. The Patriots make changes all the time. And they're changes that work under their current business model. And when those changes are made, they make us forget about the fact that they have always made changes like this. They make us forget. Because the changes they make, the replacements that they put in, and I get replacement is a strong word, but the people that they put in, the next man up approach works so well that we forget about the guys previously. We forget about the rejection that we initially felt to a lot of the guys before. Wes Welker, Richard Seymour. You could go on and on. We forget about that stuff. The Patriots find a way. Business as usual. And Nate Solder, this was a guy that blocked Brady's backside. I get it. If you've listened to me, you know how I feel about offensive linemen. And I don't mean, I don't mean to tell you that offensive linemen are worthless in the National Football League. This is not the point of this rant that I ever have with offensive linemen. But when you take everybody on that football field and you're telling me that you have to teach people certain things, what is the most teachable thing on that football field? What is it? Tell me, what is the most teachable thing on a football field? Is it catching? Is it throwing? Is it running routes? Is it studying the playbook? No. None of that stuff. It's none of that stuff. It's blocking. It's blocking. That's that's the most teachable thing on the on a football field. It's blocking. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to minimize the impact that an offensive line has. I think we know the impact of the offensive line. But don't try to tell me that when you lose a left tackle, there is nobody in, in football that could come in and block Brady's backside. Don't tell me there's nobody that can do that. You could teach someone to do that. And as much as it pains me to say this about Nate Solder, losing him to the Giants is business as usual for the New England Patriots. I didn't think they'd lose all four of these guys, but they did. And what I know, what I'm used to, is the Patriots handle business a certain way. And I don't think this is any different. Last Now, last offseason was a little different where they were, they were ultra-aggressive. 
right? They were ultra They went and they signed Stephon Gilmore to a monster contract. They want a free agency. They traded for Brandon Cooks. They made a couple other moves. Coney Ely. That didn't work out for him. But let me let me let me ask you this. Let's say they signed Gilmore last year. Let's say the Cooks trade didn't go down until this offseason. Would you be complaining about the Patriots as much? If it was spread out a little bit more instead of all happening in one offseason? I don't think you would be complaining as much. I don't think people would be complaining. I think you'd say, oh, at least they did something. Well, instead of spreading it out like that, they did it all in the one offseason. And as I try to remind people in my column for the Boston Metro this week, we can sit here and we can be upset losing those four guys, Butler, Lewis, Amendola, and Solder. Right off the bat. But I need to remind you something. One, it's business as usual. And two, the Patriots still have Tom Brady. They still have Rob Gronkowski. They are not going to let him go. I am telling you that right now. I'll get to the cryptic stuff in a second. But they are not going to let him go. They're not. They're not. It's not happening. And... They still have Julian Edelman, and he's going to be healthy next year. You forget about him. They still have Chris Hogan. They still have Brandon Cooks. They still have some other receivers that are going to... They are going to be impact players next year. The Patriots are not done. And if you think they're done, then I think... You are forgetting about the fact that the Patriots... Let people like this go all the time. They have constantly made these types of changes, and yet they constantly make us forget about those changes. You, you're forgetting. You're forgetting about that. You're forgetting that they make us forget about the changes. I just think it's business as usual. Now, when you add in the cryptic stuff, when you add in that cryptic stuff, it gives you a different feel. It's like, hey, you know what? This is a different type of change, right? The things I talked about, the tweets, the Instagram comments, Brady's Facebook documentary, the appearance on Stephen Colbert, which I just, it is absolutely fucking mind-boggling to me how a guy who publishes a 700-page health book can't eat a strawberry without making it look like He just ripped an animal, a dead animal's arm off and took a bite out of it. Like, I just, I I can't get a, if you didn't see this, please go watch it on YouTube. They give Tom Brady a strawberry and he's like, I I don't like strawberries. And he takes a bite out of it. And you would have thought that they just made him eat dog shit. You would have thought that they just cut up dog shit, put it on a plate and made him eat it. He ate a fucking strawberry. The guy is a 700-page health book. The TB12 method. He can't eat a strawberry? That's mind-blowing to me. I can't get over that. I cannot get over that. I, I don't get it. How can you preach health, 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 and you can't eat a strawberry? I, I don't understand. I really don't. <laughs> I can't get over it. But that's the reality of of what we're dealing with, I guess, with Tom Brady right now and the person, not the player, the person. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. 
I'm saying that was a weird interview. Was he promoting the book? Was he promoting the Tom vs. Time? Was he trying to combine it all to send some type of message? I, I have no idea what the guy was doing on that show. Is he making media rounds? He did do, did he do Good Morning America or something? He's out there making some type of rounds. I don't, it's very strange. I'm the biggest Brady fan going, it's weird. It's fucking weird. I don't know what, he can't eat a strawberry. What was that? Can someone explain that to me on Twitter? What happened there in that moment? Like, is that fake? Like, I'm looking at that going, there's no way he can't eat, this is fake. He wants us to talk about this, right? Like, he wants this to be weird. I, he's, yeah, he's lubing up Colbert's arm. You know, pliability, I get it. But what are we doing? What is happening right now? I, there are some things that Tom Brady does, says, that I'm just, like, blown away. I can't believe this is the same human that I've been rooting for, and I've been on the edge of my seat, borderline panic and heart attacks for this guy. This is the guy <laughs> on Sundays that I, that I am living and dying with. And th- don't get me wrong, there's nobody else that I'd rather live and die with on Sundays than Tom Brady. But the guy does some weird shit, and it's starting to bug me out. It is starting to bug me the fuck out. So he needs to take it easy with that. He also needs to take it easy with commenting on Instagram. Do I even think he's doing this? See, I don't know if he's even doing this. Does he have somebody that's doing it for him? I don't know. I, how could you possibly know? He might be telling somebody to type it. He might, maybe he texts it to somebody and then somebody running his social media puts it out there. I don't know. But the Patriots, the cryptic stuff, they're trying to send messages. And maybe not so much with Brady, as much as it is Rob Gronkowski. I've already gone on a Rob Gronkowski rant on this show. I've done it many times. But I put the clip, the one clip I wanted you to see on YouTube where I told you the Patriots are not going to let Gronk leave. He's not going to WWE because he'd be terrible in the WWE. He'd be horrible. He's not going there. That'd be a bad business decision. And Gronkowski, the Gronkowski family, they are a family business. They are going to do what's best for business, I guess, to steal a WWE tagline and take the words out of Vinnie Mac's mouth. The Gronkowski family, like Vince McMahon, they're also going to do what's best for business. And what's best for business is Gronkowski continuing to be an NFL superstar because, let's face it, the only reason anything in that family is successful is because Rob is an NFL superstar. They cannot deny that. They will not deny that. But I do think they're unhappy with the contract. They want some more guaranteed money. I don't blame him for that. I would want guaranteed money too if I were Gronk. The idea that he has to play on an incentive-based contract is offensive to me. And if it's offensive to me, you know it's, a, it's, it's just as offensive to him and his family. It is. If it's offensive to me, it's offensive to him. This is what these threats to the WWE, to Hollywood, it's all about money, and it's all about guaranteed money. It's all about Drew Rosenhaus getting into a room with Bill Belichick and working something out. I think that could happen. I think that's what Gronk wants. I think that he also, from what we've seen recently on social media, he is unhappy with the way some things work with the Patriots. And... 
I'll take his latest tweet or Instagram, though it was an original Instagram about Danny Amendola leaving, and he turned it into a tweet today. The same exact tweet. Picture him and Amendola. Gronk saying goodbye to Danny Amendola. He says, quote, It was an honor playing with you at Danny Amendola. Stay lit. Be free. Be happy. Your hard work, the way you play at your size, the pain you fought through, the hits you take and get right back up, talking shit back. I appreciated it all. Congrats. End quote. Gronk put that on Instagram. Then he put it on Twitter. A day later, he wants you to see it. He wants the Patriots to see it. Because there are a couple words that are in all caps. And there's no coincidence. He wasn't just running through the, the, the keyboard going, Oh, shit, my hand just froze up and I happened to keep my left thumb on the all caps button for a couple seconds. No, he purposely put in caps, free and happy. The words free and happy. Again, the sentence is stay lit, be free, be happy. The words free and happy in all caps. I'm going to take that as if Gronk feels like he's not free. He can't do what he wants on a contract with the Patriots. And he's not happy with the New England Patriots. I think that says something about the way he feels the Patriots handle business, the way he feels Bill Belichick handles business with some of his players and what they can do in their free time. Because I think Gronk wants to participate in WrestleMania and Belichick was pissed off the first time he did it and said, you're never doing that again. I bet you that's going on. I bet you that's going on. And I bet you Gronk's like, oh, I'm not free. I want to be free. And he's not happy with his contract. So he's telling Danny Amendola, who's got the big new deal, to be happy. Be free. Be happy. That's, that's coming from Rob Gronkowski. And it's the cryptic messages from him. You got the shit from Brady. It's the cryptic stuff combined with the business as usual that makes this look like, to some people, not so usual business. Right? It it gives you a weird feeling. It gives you... Yeah, it's, it's a change, but it's a different type of change. And... It gives some credibility to the reports that Seth Wickersham had. Gives some credibility to the report that the Patriots were falling apart. And like I wrote in my column for the Boston Metro this week, what's going on with the Pats right now, it's either falling apart or it's business as usual. It's one of those two things. And if I had to put my money on anything, I will tell you right now, on this Thursday, March 15th, It's business as usual. As for the cryptic stuff that's making people feel bad about this Patriots offseason, that's making people hit the panic button about the future of the Patriots, what I'll say to that is I am getting to the point where I'm ready to tell Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady to cut the shit. I, (laughs) I, I am getting there, folks. I never thought I'd be here to this point. But I'm getting here. Cut the shit. The way the Patriots have handled business, I just told you about it. You know, the Patriot way. It works. 
Rob Gronkowski, all of a sudden, unhappy, doesn't feel free. Continues to post this on social media. I am getting to the point. And I know I told you the Patriots aren't going to let Gronk leave. That this is a contract play on Gronk's spot. But if he keeps pushing these buttons, I'm telling you right now. And if I'm feeling this way, (laughs) how do you think Bill Belichick is feeling? Cut the shit. That's how I feel about this cryptic stuff that Gronk and Brady and others are up to. Cut the shit. The Patriot way works. And I think what these players are forgetting, what somebody like Gronk is forgetting, what somebody like Tom Brady even, and I, it, it just feels blasphemous even going off, even a little bit on Tom Brady, doesn't it? I t- it feels blasphemous. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. The Patriot way works. And and I think what these guys are forgetting, what Gronk is forgetting, what Brady is forgetting, is that they're forgetting if it wasn't for the Patriot way, if it wasn't for this stuff all sort of falling into place, even after they've lost other players in the in the past, if it wasn't for the way this thing has continued to roll along and this organization has continued to be successful because of the Patriot way, if it wasn't for that Patriot way, these guys wouldn't be living these type of fairy tale lives. It's a fairy tale right now. And some people might be trying to tell me that the clock has struck midnight, that Belichick's Prince Charming is in San Francisco in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo, and that it's over. Look, eventually these people will be right. But I've been right every year before this, and I'm not going to go against that right now. To be fair, I've been right more than the people who have, try- have been trying to tell me that this thing is over. I've been right more than them. So, um, now, again, eventually those people are going to be right. Eventually, it is going to strike midnight. Eventually, this thing is going to end. This fairy tale is going to come to an end. There's no question. But these guys are living a fairy tale life. I think what these guys forget is that they would not have this type of life. Rob Gronkowski might, what would he be without the Patriot way? What would he be without the way the Patriots handle business? Would the Patriots be a successful organization or as successful as they've been without the Patriot way? Would they be? If you answer yep, then I think you you just don't get it. You just don't get it. The Patriot way is a real thing. The business as usual mindset that Belichick has is even going through right now. It's that mindset. It's that business as usual strategy. That has helped this organization be a championship organization year in and year out. It has. Not saying the players aren't great. Not saying they haven't come up with big plays. But what Bill Belichick has done for this organization should not be ignored. Should it? I know people want to ignore it. I know that people want to forget. I know that Bill Belichick's been so good with the moves that he's made that we do forget he's made many changes before to players that we didn't want to see him part ways with. But he's done such a good job of that that I have to sit here at some point and say, well, wait a minute, everybody calm the fuck down. I think the guy knows a little bit what he's doing here. And it's worked before. But yet, seeing how much it's worked in the past, all of a sudden, 
Gronk and Brady want to change how business is done? They want to change how Bill Belichick and the Patriots do business? After all this, now they want to change. Now Gronk wants Belichick letting the players do whatever they want. I'm not going to argue. He should get more guaranteed money. But the, uh, the fact that these guys are out there doing all this cryptic stuff is starting to piss me off. Because now they want change. But I got news for them. Because it hasn't changed for so many years, that's why everybody has had the type of success that they've had right now to even feel like they should be demanding some of that change. You get what I'm saying? Cut this shit. Enough. I don't know. I don't know what is going through their mind right now, but they're obviously unhappy. Brady's unhappy. Gronk's unhappy. But I'm hearing so much of this shit that's so cryptic and just, it's, it's, it's strange to me. Cut this shit. Cut this shit. That's where I'm at. If I'm there, Belichick's got to be there too. Don't you think? Which, which makes me wonder what's next. Which makes me wonder what's next. Now, I told you with the Gronkowski stuff, the next bit of news you're going to hear with Gronk is that the Patriots are listening to trade offers. Um, if it is about money with Gronk, I don't think he wants to be listening. I don't think he wants to hear those rumors. But I think if there are rumors of trade offers out there, that might be the thing that forces Gronk to go to Rosenhaus and say, okay, the game's over. I'm done with Twitter. I'm done with WWE. Can you get in a room and and get a three-year, you know, rip the current deal up, get me a new three-year deal with some guaranteed money? Can we do that? And then we'll try to win as much as we can with Brady. We'll cut the shit now. Well, I... <laughs> The more that the more that Gronk tweets and Instagrams, and the more that these guys continue to be cryptic, the more I wonder if the next bit of news you hear that Gronk and is is going to be involved in trade rumors, that the Patriots are listening to trades. The more I wonder if the Patriots will actually listen to a trade for Gronk if he doesn't cut the shit. It's such a strange time, and. I don't have the perfect answer for you. All I can tell you is the Patriots have made changes before and they'll make changes again. And year in and year out, they make us forget that they've made changes to guys that we didn't want to see them part ways with. And they've continued to win. That That's that's how they make us forget about that. They continue to win. And uh, I, I just wish that deep down inside somewhere, Brady... Gronk, find it within themselves to know that, eh, okay, there are some things you might be unhappy about, but at the same time, this is the way that it's always worked, and it has always worked, right? There's got to be an aspect there where they feel that way. There's got, there's got to be a way, there's got to be something that, that goes off in their heads that says, let's, let's simmer down with the cryptic stuff for a little bit, shall we? Let's take it easy with that. Let's cut the shit, as I would say right now. My message to them, enough. And it feels somewhat blasphemous to say that about Brady, but the fact of the matter is, this guy has been acting like 
a fucking widow lately. And I don't know what's going on there. I don't. And um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Seth Wickersham is, you know, this stuff confirms everything. I mean, I, I think Wickersham exaggerated. I will... Again, he wrote this during the season, and the Patriots went on to the Super Bowl. So I think that the fact that the Patriots went to the Super Bowl and had that type of offensive game, I think that goes to show you that the Seth Wickersham stuff was exaggerated a bit, right? wasn't all falling apart. If it was all falling apart the way he said it was falling apart, they would have completely collapsed from within, and they wouldn't have even won a playoff game. Never mind get to the Super Bowl and almost win it. But... We're just spoiled with Super Bowl appearances that we can't see it like that. Some people can't see it that way. Um, but now that we've hit the offseason, Patricia goes, Butler's gone, Lewis is gone, Solder's gone, Amendola's gone, and there's cryptic stuff to come along with it from Brady and Gronk. It's got people looking back at those stories and wondering what is going on behind the scenes. Look, I'm wondering what's going on behind the scenes too. And and I, I'm, I'm admitting it has a strange, a different... There's a, it's a different type of change that we're seeing right now. There's some different stuff going on. But uh, I, I guess my ultimate reaction to it right now is these. I think the players need to cut the shit. The players that are on the team. Like, when did this stop being about the Patriot way? When, when did that happen? <laughs> when did Brady and Gronk say, eh, you know what, the Patriot way, eh, fuck it. Like, when did that happen? I missed that transition because it kind of feels like it's ha- that's what's happening right now is that the players are going you know what everything that Bel- Belichick everything you've done no we don't need to you don't need to handle business like that here's how you should be handling business has an inmates want to control the asylum feel and Belichick has never let that slide so <laughs> it, these are strange times here in New England folks I don't have all the answers for you, but I got some reactions to the things that we've saw. And I guess my ultimate reaction to this so far at the beginning of free agency is it's business as usual for Bill Belichick and the players who seemingly are unhappy about the way Belichick does business. They need to cut the shit. That's my reaction to it all. And whatever happens next, I'll continue to react. But I'll keep my eye on it. I'll keep my eye on the NCAA tournament. I'll be watching the Arnold Palmer Invitational all weekend long, and I'll be back on Monday to react to anything that happens in the world of sports. Subscribe to this show at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, you name it, they got it. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Let's hope it doesn't snow next week because we've had enough of that. And uh, if you're in Salty for the St. Paddy's Day Parade, make sure to stop by Ellen Broadway and say hello and buy a T-shirt from the boys at Beantown Athletics. I'm out. Talk to you on Monday.